Juniper Rook is a 16-year-old sophomore at Redmond Proficiency Academy. She and her friends from school have spent much of their young lives recently organizing support for stricter gun laws and mobilizing other students to support those efforts. This conversation is being recorded on May 30th, 2022. Juniper Rook, thanks for joining me on the Radical Songbook podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. Appreciate you taking the time. If it's okay, I'd like to just start with, get, so our listeners can just sort of get a, a sense of who you are, if you don't mind. Your, what are some of your favorite classes in school? I'm kind of all done with my AP testing, so I only have two classes a week, but I'm taking a famous women in history class where we kind of just highlight women and their impacts in different areas like science, sports, stuff like that, and just kind of highlighting women in our past and how they have influenced our times now. What do you like to do when you're not in school or not studying? Um, I play competitive basketball. I play year-round. I never really stopped playing basketball. I play for Redmond High School, and I also play for a travel ball team out of Redmond. So, yeah, honestly, just sports in school and activism is kind of my life right now. Do you follow, um, have you been following any of the, co the local college teams, Oregon State and the University of Oregon? Um, kind of. Not really um, University of Oregon just because they didn't make it super far in March Madness. But yeah. I really closely followed South Carolina because I absolutely love Aaliyah Boston. Do you listen to music at all? Do you have any, any music, music favorites? Yeah, I really enjoy, like, Fiona Apple and Taylor Swift right now. Um, yeah, those are kind of, like, my biggest two. I also really love the Lumineers. Not very underground people, but, yeah, those are kind of, like, my big three. And what do you want to do when you graduate? Um, I want to go to college, hopefully in Eugene, just because I kind of want to stay close to home and to my family. And um, I was thinking about going into psychology or political science. What were you doing last week when you first heard about the school murders, the mass murders in Texas? Um, I was actually just at home. My days are really busy. I have two different jobs, so I was just at home in my bed and I heard about the shooting and I kind of immediately just thought of like, what can I do? Uh, then I think it was the next day. I think that it was on Tuesday when I found out the next day I had a radio hour with KPOV. So I took notes about the shooting, what had happened. And I texted the person I do the show with and we decided to kind of turn that week from a Q and a about us to more into the Texas shooting so, yeah, it was kind of just preparing for the radio show so we could kind of hop on the opportunity to talk about gun control. People are still talking about a mass shooting and just kind of preparing for how we can talk about it in a respectful way and also bring a lot of awareness to the issue that's ongoing. And uh, you mentioned that you, you have a couple of jobs. What kind of work are you doing? So I work at Sister's Bakery on the weekends. It's a summer job as of right now, but so I'm just working on the weekends because during the week I work at a – school slash daycare in Redmond near my school, um, Monday through Friday for about four hours a day. So I'm with kids for most of my day. It's ages from like six months to five. Given, given what's been happening with school violence and mass shootings, this sort of thing can happen pretty much anywhere at any time, it seems. Do you, do you feel... Um, 
Do you feel safe when you're at school? For my school personally, I go to RPA. It's a charter school. They're not. It's not only a very safe atmosphere. The people there are also just very student driven. They really protect the kids and they really care about us. So I feel like when I'm at school, obviously there's still like a worry about it, but it's definitely less than it would be if I went somewhere else. But I think that my biggest worries are when I'm at work with the kids, just because, you know, Sandy Hook happened not too many years ago. And after the recent Texas shooting being one of the biggest ones since Sandy Hook, it's just, it's still so real, you know, being technically a teacher, working with kids and you know, they don't know what's going on most likely. I don't know if their parents have talked to them about that and just trying to navigate how I can keep them safe and, like, make sure that everything's being done to protect them but still make sure that they don't realize what's happening. These are things that you feel you need to do while at work. You you think about this issue and you think about how you could protect them if you needed to. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's kind of like I personally don't have kids, obviously, but, like, these kids are such a big part of my life, and I'm a big part of their life, and to think about them being in danger is already very scary, but thinking about having to do something about it is even scarier. And your generation, I would have to say, wasn't all that many years ago when a 16-year-old sophomore in high school didn't have to think about this kind of stuff at all. Yeah, totally. It's definitely, it's definitely a really new age thing, in my opinion. I mean, gun violence has always been a thing, but with the new ability that people have to go and buy an assault rifle and how easy it is to buy a gun in America, it's just like, it's just so much more real now. You know, it's more present in our lives. You and your friends, what are some of the things that you've been doing even before, like, the very recent shootings, like the ones in Michigan, the one in Buffalo, the one in Texas, when I was 12 years old, I put on a walkout after Sonia Douglas at my middle school. It was um, kind of a part of March for Our Lives, and ever since then, I've kind of just been active in that kind of world. But more recently, in January, after the Michigan shooting, me and one of my friends, Isabel Richards, ended up having the idea to do a walkout, and we had help from other friends. And we, at this uh, walkout, we had letters for a letter-writing campaign that people could sign and show support in. And then I was the one who mailed them all out to legislators, like Suzanne Bonamici, uh, Cliff Benz, Paul Schrader, and then a few other. I sent those out, um, I think it was a few days after the walkout in January, and nothing has come from them. There's kind of been no reply from that standpoint. And then a little bit more recently, I worked with Liz Goodrich on the Redmond School Board I'm trying to get a policy push that would prohibit adults and, like, civilians from bringing guns onto school grounds. That was a few months ago, and they ended up not passing it. I sent a letter signed to them by a few of my students and my peers, and then I sent them a personal email after they chose to not pass it. I got a reply from my first email, and I got no reply from my second email. Our superintendent, Sharon Klein, said that he is a practical man, but nothing about the policy was practical. And considering the circumstances, it's really not practical to have to make sure to have to pass a policy so people won't bring a gun on school campus. But it's kind of the world that we live in. And literally no help from any of our local people in power. And so ever since then, it's kind of just been like we've been 
working on more stuff behind the scenes. We're talking about doing something on June 11th, kind of with March, of, March for Our Lives. Newsflash. Juniper Rook sent me a text shortly after we spoke on May 30th to let me know that a March for Our Lives rally will be held Saturday, June 11th at the Peace Corner in downtown Bend. Look for more information here at www.theradicalsongbook.com in the next few days. It's discouraging for, for anyone, I think, who's politically active, hear nothing back from their elected officials about an issue they think it's that's is important. How, how did that all make you feel? I mean, uh, I don't know. I'd be pretty pissed off myself. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. And it's also, it's not just disappointing to me from the standpoint, like, I'm not just disappointed in, like, the superintendent, the school board, the city council, or, like, our, you know, legislation or our representatives. I'm even more disappointed in the people who vote for them, you know, knowing that they don't actually care and still voting for them to make such big choices in our lives. It's almost, it's like, it's just as disappointing in both sense. Like, you're, if you're a voter and you're voting for people who don't have your best interests at heart, it's not just affecting the people who are voting, it's affecting the younger people who can't even vote. Like, when you vote, you're making choices for so many more people than just yourself. And when people choose to vote for these kinds of people, and then stuff like this happens, it's enraging. Some of the legislation that's out there is is relatively mild, in my opinion. A, you know, the con in yeah. Congress, HR four two seven one is is about keeping gun dealers honest. HR sixteen forty two is about prosecuting gun gun lives, which is which is obviously an after the fact. Yeah, those thing. are the two that we sent letters about. Those are the two. How the bills we sent letters about in January. So, apart from specific pieces of legislation that are out there, what would you like to see happen? What do you think needs to be done? Tougher, like crimes, but I also don't think that a civilian should be able to have an AR 15 in their possession. I think that guns like that are made for destruction. I don't know why you would need an AR 15 to make you feel safer in your home when you could buy a weapon that is not as deadly. And I also think that raising the age to buy guns over 18 to 21 or higher is insanely important. I shouldn't be able to go buy a gun when I can't go buy a drink. Teenagers are still in that processing age when they're 18. They're not even out of high school, some of them. And if you're still in high school and you're buying a gun, it's very accessible for you to go use that gun in a school or in a grocery store or in a church. The thought that Kids who are just two years older than me can go buy a gun is horrifying. But I also think that another big thing is like educating the people around us about how unsafe guns are and teaching parents to lock up their guns and keep them away from ammo. And just if you do have a gun, being a safe gun owner is so important. And just kind of like education in the sense of like, if you do have one, this is how to keep it safe and this is how to have a conversation with your kids about it. Like, education goes a long way, but at this point, it's even more than education. It's laws. It's legislation. So we need both to come to a place where there's less gun violence in America. So you wouldn't object to a total ban on assault weapons in this country? Like, I don't think anyone should own a gun at all. Like, I don't see the point of owning a gun, personally. But, yes, there, no, no civilian should own an AR-15 or any kind of assault rifle. 
there's this argument out there, that, and I'm sure you've heard it, that we need more guns. A woman named Elizabeth Boyd Graham, who's a high school teacher in Houston, Texas, said a couple of days ago, quote, if more guns made it safer, we'd be the safest country in the world, and we're not. Yeah, that's 100% true. There are so many guns in America, and it has not helped us at all. Even talking about the good guy with a gun and stuff like that, like, that saying makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, there is a security guard in the Buffalo shooting, and he was shot and killed. There is no good guy with a gun saving this issue. There should just be no guys with any guns. It's hard to wrap your head around some of the stuff that, that we're hearing about these days, I think. Yeah, the more that comes out, it just makes me lose more faith in not just the police, but our, like, Congress and our legislation. Well, what do you think about the idea of arming teachers? I think it's stupid. Um, I feel like when you're a teacher and you're in college, you don't sign up to be an armed teacher. I don't think that a teacher should ever have to carry the weight of having a gun in the classroom. And when there's a gun in the classroom, if it's not locked up safe and properly, a kid could get it. Like, there's just so many possibilities when there's a gun in the classroom. It's insane that that's even an idea. Like, being a student, if my teacher, one of my teachers had a gun in their classroom, I would immediately feel unsafe in their classroom. Whether or not it's in a self-defense way, it's still unsafe. From what I've seen nationally and even on some local levels, the overwhelming majority of teachers are just flat out saying, I don't want to carry a gun. Yeah, they shouldn't have to. It's not their job. They exactly. shouldn't have to be the ones to protect their children. I, that's Congress's job. That's the legislation's job. That's the people in power's job. It's not a teacher's job to protect their children. It's, like, it's in a sense, it's like maybe from, like, bullies, but they shouldn't have to protect their children from an armed person coming into their school. How do you maintain hope in this kind of environment? I mean, it's really hard, and a lot of the times I sometimes don't hold the same hope that I do, but I feel like when there is a shooting, there are more people listening. I'm still talking about it when there isn't a recent shooting, but it's like when there is one, the opportunity to talk about it is then because people will forget about it. So, I mean, yes, there's a lack of hope when, there's, when no one's talking about it, but then, like, when there is one, it's like there are more people listening because more people are kind of starting to realize how prevalent it is. So it's obviously, it's hard to just keep going and keep going, and a lot of the days it's really hard to be a student, an athlete, have a job, and then also take on the toll of, like, having the, feeling like I have to solve this issue for everyone else. But then when there's people who want to listen and want to sign letters and want to sign petitions and want to know how to get involved, it's almost like that hope just, like, comes back. That change will happen. So Senator Ted Cruz in Texas would say that you're politicizing this issue. How do you respond I mean, to that? It is, a, it is a political issue. Politicians are the ones that are letting our children die. It is literally a political issue. What's been the response of, of other students? From the students that I've talked to, it's kind of like almost just a reoccurring thing now that a shooting happens. It's not just like, oh, you know, it's like it's almost became a normal thing as a student to kind of be worried about that kind of thing. And I mean, when you're a young person, you worry about other stuff too. Like, what is the world going to be like when we come into it? But then when you're this age and you're already seeing what it's going to be like, a lot of my classmates are just scared of not just being at school and being a victim of this kind of gun violence, but also just coming into the world as voters and as adults in the way that it is right now. 
in a place where like politicians aren't listening or protecting people and also just like the prevalence of not just gun violence but other issues like climate change, women's rights and just stuff surrounding that. It's like scary to not just be a student now but to think about being a voter and an adult in a few years. Older than me like my grandparents and they're like well you can't just take all the weight of this and it can't just be like your thing to solve you know. You can't do this by yourself and it's like but it, I do. Like someone has to be the one to solve this and if the people above me and the people older than me aren't going to do it, then I'm going to be the one to do it. I want me and my generation to be the ones that put in and implement good gun control. I want to be that generation so that my kids don't have to worry about that. What do you say to, to critics who tell you that you're too young to understand these issues? You can't tell someone that they're not young enough to understand or like care enough about an issue when they're the vic they're a part of the age group that's being affected by it. You're not the one who's in a classroom during class and having to worry about it. You have no place to tell me what I can and can't understand. There are days, I assume, when you, when you feel um, afraid? Yeah, of course. It's different on some days. Like, there will be some days where it might not come to my mind, and it's kind of just in the back of my head, but there are some days where it's, like, very scary to go to school. The next day after the shooting when I was going to work, it was very scary because it was like almost just carrying the weight of all of the kids not knowing what's happening, but like I know what's happening. And it's like carrying the worry and the stress of like what will happen if we're like affected by this directly. And it's just kind of like I have like a responsibility to the parents and to the kids to protect them, but to like what extent? Should I be prepared to go into work and like fight someone? and to, like, protect the children at my work. It was just, like, going into work the day after was, like, I felt like I was preparing for battle almost, being ready for, like, anything. It's such an indictment of our, of our culture that your life, that you have to deal with that kind of stuff on a daily basis is so, it's just, it just feels like it's so, such an indictment of, of, where this country is at right now. Yeah, it really is. It's not at a place where, like, I can be a kid and just worry about, like, oh, my grades or, like, oh, my friends or sports. Like, obviously, I still worry about those things, but it's, like, now I have this other thing that's at the top of my head, like, my safety while I'm at a place of learning or at a supermarket or at a church. The whole question of guns, it puts a whole other, whole other level on this whole idea of trying to be safe. You mentioned June 11th, the March for Our Lives, which is happening in Washington, D.C., and my sense is that that will be happening around the country. So you're hoping that maybe something can uh, be organized here in Central Oregon? Yeah, we're definitely trying to do something like that. I've just been talking to, like, the people that I worked with in January, and we're trying to see, like, what we all can do and see if it's possible for us to pull it off in such a short amount of time. Because, like, the last one took, like, months. So we're trying to do what we can to see if it can happen in Bend or see if someone else is willing to do something that we can help with. But yeah, we're definitely going to try. Newsflash. Juniper Rook sent me a text shortly after we spoke on May 30th to let me know that a March for Our Lives rally will be held Saturday, June 11th at the Peace Corner in downtown Bend. Look for more information here at www theradicalsongbook.com in the next few days. 
Well, there are other organizations, as you know. Uh, there's the Vocal Seniority, there's Indivisible Bend, and, and probably in Redmond as well. And there are organizations that I'm sure would be happy to provide uh, some support to, to your effort. How many students are involved in uh, the work you're doing in Redmond? I think it was about five or six of us was like the group that like did flyers, planned it, really helped with like signs and all that kind of stuff. It was mostly like five or six of us, but there was a lot of support from a lot of our peers as well. Can you let our listeners know how they could be, could get involved if they wanted to? We haven't exactly like found a way to kind of connect with people who want to help, but I think that once we kind of have had a chance to really turn it into like a true campaign and organization, if we do end up doing that, then we can definitely have a way for more people to help. But as of right now, I don't. But we do have a Instagram, Fear Free Schools, on Instagram. Fear Free Schools, Instagram, okay. And how about this? If people are listening to this and they want to get involved, they could contact me at the podcast here. You just go to the contact page on my podcast, send me an email, and I can, I'll pass it on to you. How's that sound, Juniper? Yeah, totally. If someone wants to get in contact, they could totally go through you, and we can try and set up an email soon as well. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this. I deeply appreciate the work that you are doing. for. Our, you're doing this for everybody. You're doing this for the community, and I really appreciate that. I always like to ask my guests if there's anything that I haven't asked you about or that I missed or anything like that, anything more that you want to tell our listeners right now. Um, I think that just that, um, the fight for gun control involves all of us. It involves kids as young as me, even younger, and people older than me, and it's a fight that all of us have to do together. It's not just one person's job, and it's not just the job of one group of people. We can no longer put faith in our politicians to keep ourselves safe, so we have to be the ones to fight for our safety. Juniper Rook, thanks so much for joining me here on The Radical Songbook. Of course. Thank you so much for having me.